What's up guys and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, today we're going to go through a few of our lists of wants and likes and things that we think you might be able to find useful as far as gift giving goes to your hobby friends, hobby family members. But before we get into that, of course, what have you been up to since the last time we talked, Brent? Oh, big things are afoot. I don't know if you can see it in this frame, but my table here is covered in bits. We've got uh, Slaves to Darkness here. I've decided to go big again and use the the time remaining here in COVID isolation to finally get a, a real Warhammer army painted. You know, if I'm if I'm trapped inside in a year for a full year and I don't come out of it with an army, what have I been doing? It's a good been painting point. my face on a Yeti. That's what I've been doing. But <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, at the beginning of the year before COVID was a thing, I painted up one start collecting box for Slaves to Darkness. I got that really fun, like deep orangey yellow color on the armor and this is a situation where almost a year later i'm still really loving that color scheme mm -hmm. and that's good enough for me you know i have improved uh, a year's worth of of painting in that time or maybe not maybe I haven't improved that much but i've improved some in that time no you, you and have you have thanks casey thanks but even, you know, even with hindsight and new skills, I still like that color scheme. So that is good enough. It has some staying power. Time to just get a full 2,000 plus point army of it. Now, uh, that army was based on the new Stark Collecting Box for Slaves to Darkness, which has, you know, the new Chaos Warriors, the new Chaos Knights, and the, the Lord on Karkadrak. Mm-hmm. And when I bought that start collecting box, I did my uh, normal fear of missing out thing. And I also bought two copies of the start collecting box that I knew would be going out of print. So, right. <laughs> so that, you know, that one has the chaos sorcerer and more warriors and more knights in a slightly different sculpt. And yeah, so, so I've got that and it had that, the chariot too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in my house, I have a total of four star collecting boxes for Slaves to Darkness. One is painted, and three are in the process of being assembled. Um, from that haul video I did, the used by haul, I had a lot more Chaos Warriors than that. And so this is going to be a pretty meaty army. And, yeah, yeah I just decided to, to set up my time lapses again, set up my big stupid clock behind me, and get this army done. Nice. So, so if I don't that? post anything on Cooper Town Hobbies for like a few months, you'll you'll know something's coming though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not dead. It's fine. Not you dead. Can stop asking. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, on that topic, uh, I do need to keep posting on Cooper Town Hobbies. I found that it's somewhere around the two week mark. If I don't post a new video, mm -hmm. I do start to get uh, concerned citizens asking if I'm okay which is appreciated but uh, at the same time that means i've i've got to make sure i get a video out at really at least every two weeks 
I don't want people to worry. I mean, look, out of out of anybody that I know who's on YouTube and who has been successful, I think you are the only person that can go literal weeks without posting anything and people are like, "So, hey, when are you going to when are you going to post up a new video?" And you're just like, "Whenever." And, and then you do and it's it does really well and and it just continues this massive behemoth that is Goobertown Hobbies. Well, that's the plan. <laughs> now, I should say that I do plan to post every week. It just sometimes right. it doesn't happen. But um, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, Casey. Mm. Right now, we're recording very late on a Monday evening, and I actually have a video loaded onto YouTube and scheduled mm. to publish Tuesday morning which right. it's not a collaboration video or anything. I just, There's I restrained no myself from hitting the button. I uploaded it and I didn't hit the button at like 6.30 at night on a Monday. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> we're we're going to wait. We're going to post it Tuesday morning at 8 Eastern time. It's going to be the return of Goobertown Tuesdays for, right. for at least one episode. And then we'll for, see. For at least the know, one, it, yeah. <laughs> Maybe two Tuesdays later, I'll I'll put out another episode. We'll see. You know, no promises. But now, now is this is this having to do with uh, like possible whippy stick action? Yes. Okay. You saw so that, I, did I you? wanted to bring this up. Now, there's been, I don't know, some argument, if you will, um, that whippy sticks only come in one color. What color is that, Casey? I think you just gave it away. Um, well, according to to you, whippy sticks only come in red. And I have only ever gotten blue ones. Ever. I do not own a red whippy stick. Now, if you don't know what a whippy stick is, I know Brent's trying to find one right now. But it's the 18-inch ruler that comes in to start collecting boxes and, and a bunch of other boxes. Whippy sticks. Yeah. <laughs> so you can hear that in the podcast. I'm sure that'll that'll cut through on the microphone just fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry so, I didn't hear anything you said, but I they know. only come in red. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I got you covered. But they I swear to you, I literally do not own a single red whippy stick. I only have blue ones, and I have like five or six of them. So I don't hmm. know why this is a thing. Is this a regional thing? Maybe. <laughs> I really don't know. Um, I am sure that those came in the Bretonian vs. Lizardmen Warhammer box set back in the day. I don't know where else they came. I mean, they're in, like, uh, I think I got, what, one in the Age of Sigmar to start collecting? Um, hmm. Some other game. I know I definitely got a blue one in the old Necromunda box. Okay, well, leave a comment if you have an 18-inch polystyrene whippy stick from Games Workshop. Yeah. And most importantly, let us know what color it is. Yeah. And me, Popsicle, don't lie. Tell us for real what color you get. <laughs> We're trying to do an actual survey here to answer a question, and we don't need your foolishness. Right. You know, we haven't seen old... Uh meet popsicle in a while uh pete 
Mopsicle? He, he hasn't shown up in a minute either. Corbin Dallas, though, he's been around. I, I, yeah, we've we've had some yeah. commenters that I'm pretty sure is Meat Popsicle, but right, I don't know. Not <laughs> Someday 100%. we'll we'll clear the air on this whole Meat Popsicle issue. We'll have to talk about it eventually. Yeah, we'll pull somebody aside to the Depticon and uh, have <laughs> right. a little chat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man! Uh, uh, a massive army build underway. Yes. And you've implied that you might have something similar coming up. Yes, I don't know if you can also see on my side of the room there's a bunch of crap behind me. And I've got, I've got like, uh, I don't know, 90 or 100 blood letters and a bunch of skull crushers and just a giant corn army ready to go. Um, I've been putting together an old bloodthirster today. For a video that will have gone up by the time you're listening to this episode, it will have come out the day before this comes up. So, such yeah. confidence. I mean, yeah. I haven't missed an upload. Technically, no, you've got it down. You've got it down. <laughs> yeah, my schedule's pretty tight these days. Like, I, I kind of like I have a good feel as to where I'm at. Now, that being said, I am technically behind, and it is only the first day of the week. I feel behind a little bit because uh, constructing a 30-year-old bloodthirster with half the parts missing was a lot more intimidating and, I don't know, time-intensive than I was anticipating. So I'm hoping to get paint on it by Wednesday. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. It'll be an awesome video either way. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, so these are all... Uh what demons of corn kind of thing pretty much yeah uh, i've got some yeah. uh the mortal ones whatever you know all the alive guys the non-demony guys i've got a bunch that came with this army that i bought um mm -hmm. and i'll probably include them in the army because i plan on selling this army uh whenever it's done you know but um i don't know I don't know. I'd have to build a list, you know, to see if they fit or how that works together. But there will be yeah. there will be a lot of demons. So that's okay. Fine. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, the corn half of like the first Age of Sigmar box. Yeah, yeah. And the Warriors of Corn or something like that. But I'm I'm thinking about whether. You know, if I need to convert a little bit to make a, a corn guy into a slave to darkness warrior, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think you throw a it's shield a, on one of those guys, and it's basically the same thing. Yeah, I mean, the armor is pretty similar. the The corn heads look so silly with the like weird wing <laughs> yeah. horns. Yeah, I don't know what they're supposed to be. I don't like them. It's like that corn symbol, it's just turn into a helmet. Yeah. Of yeah. course, my tastes, you know, evolve over time, and maybe a couple of years from now, I'll wake up and I think will think that's just the coolest thing, or have an idea for how to paint it. But not yet, not yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you never know. Like uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was really, really bagging on like, you know, space robots and stuff, and then all of a sudden, this Tau something or other took over, and now I just. Yeah, I have a, I have a bunch more Tau stuff now too. I have I've purchased quite a bit. 
Like it's a sizable force now. Yeah. Nice. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> it's good. I, I'm I'm hoping to finish, you know, before COVID is officially over and we have a legit vaccine. At and least it's expected three that you leave your house. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where I can't use that excuse anymore. Casey, literally everybody else in the world is happy to leave their house right now. What are you doing? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Like, well, I, I, you know, I got a job. I got, I got to do a job. Sorry. Yeah. I made a promise. <laughs> exactly. I'm not leaving until this is done. <laughs> I'm not leaving until this. <laughs> oh, that's never, dude, you're never leaving your house. That's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah, responsibility is important, Casey. So yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, you should try to finish up those Tau before it becomes an issue. Yeah, because it's only getting worse. Look, we're we're heading into a very dark winter here, but if you ignore the outside world and paint those Tau, that's uh, that's one way to get through it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we've got some good projects coming up. I like that. Yeah. Um reporting in i've successfully made it to hobby streak day 41 and by the time folks are listening to this i might even be on day 48 so that's cool getting something done that's that's postable every day and i really need yeah. to be getting a lot of these uh chaos warriors assembled and painted so <laughs> that'll give me something to do yeah that'll take up some uh hobby streak days for sure that feed is gonna be really boring though <laughs> yeah i and clean really more mold lines <laughs> just yeah, real boring. Yeah. Hey, that's not my fault. Yeah. Exactly. You're just uh, you're just doing what the hobby streak is telling you to do. That's all. You, you, that's right. It has to be done. Has to be done. Yeah. Uh, you know, we normally don't get too much into uh, Games Workshop news, but they had an announcement, and they're announcing a new underworlds warhammer underworlds warband for basically slaves to darkness characters and so there's four new um well three new warriors and one new like mage character in the style of their most recent chaos warriors and they look good Mm -hmm. and i wish they were coming out like a month before they are coming (laughs) out so that they would fit nicely into this whole assembly line but i think they're gonna get i think they'll get an, an episode from me i think they're pretty cool I mean, yeah, even if they come out, you know, a month after or whatever, you know, pick them up and then uh, just do a little rehash of everything and say, and now I'm adding these. Yeah. Yeah. but And and they'll be perfect for, like, unit leaders, and one of them basically is Slambo, except he looks modern really? and good. Well, he's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's a big chaos warrior, and he has two weapons kind of held out at the sides. Sure, and they're not sure. both axes. Well, I think it's one axe and one sword, but it's Lambo. Whether or not you switch out the sword, it's it's Lambo. That's going to be happening um, all over the place. Yeah, so I don't know if I'll actually put Slambo in the army. My understanding is that just slow-moving commanders on foot aren't actually that useful. At least every time <laughs> I, I play with my friends, like they're stupid necromancer just gets left behind and isn't doing much anything yeah. but yeah um just just to just to talk about it um played a game a while ago with uh like one of the slow four inch moving corn commanders and it's just like it was some old rules too like early age of sigmar 
<clears throat> um, but it was it wasn't the worst thing. It got like a a double turn every turn, like in combat or something. That was pretty cool. Okay, I don't know. It's just food for thought. Well, in a world where we play games again, uh, yeah, right. That's that's yeah, really we what we're doing this for. <laughs> we're just staying inside, finishing the army, so that now we can actually go out. And when we can yeah. go out, we should go out. Good point. And hold us uh, to that, viewers, you know? Yeah. If, if it comes April and we're all vaccinated and Casey and I are talking about staying in our basements and, and painting, <laughs> you know, at that point, please, please uh, come back to us, Pete Mopsicle, and leave a comment right. that just says, go outside. Yeah. Go, you're free now. Go. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we're, um, we are definitely going to be ta having that conversation, though, when it actually was, you know, when it finally is here. <laughs> People are going to be like, is oh, so bright. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm fine. Like, I got used to this. Like, no, no, we need to go outside. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And let's see. In that same, in that same bit of news, uh, Games Workshop said they're coming out with a new codex for Drukari. So. The one I bought two years ago is trash now. I'll just throw that away and just never cut out buy the another one because and... I can't keep up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got called out for that. You know, last time we talked, uh, I bought the the Orc Codex because I was in the store, right? And apparently there's a new one coming out in any day now. So I just, <laughs> I just wasted $40. <laughs> so whatever. Well, yeah. There you go. You supported your local store or, or something. I mean, sure. that's what I tell myself. It was a Warhammer store. I'm not sure how much they actually need to support, or if Games Workshop's just like, uh, we need a presence. This is marketing, so we're paying for it either way. No, I'm pretty sure the managers like get crap if they don't sell enough, even they if do. it is COVID they, times. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we've already oh. in our my local area. There's already been one manager that he opened with the store and then was there for like a year, and was pretty yeah. much just like, nope, like <laughs> can't keep up. Okay, so so the actual effect <clears throat> was like you made the life of of the manager slightly easier by by buying your book there. Yeah, slightly amped those sales numbers and made his uh, end of the month. Uh, conference call go just a little bit smoother so. right i hope so that'd be you nice to be proud of that yeah 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 um, i feel all right now <laughs> what else here what else is new with you casey um all right well, i guess we can get into this now since i haven't actually told you and maybe we'll end up cutting this um so my wife is pregnant Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. You have not told me this. This is no, news. Very no, cool. I, I meant to before <laughs> before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, just to not make it throw that way off. But yeah, it uh, turns out we're having a, a little girl. So that's something very that good. I'm looking forward to. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you better get this army painted in the next uh -huh. few months, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> By April. <laughs> I have to get all the hobby done before April. Yeah. Yeah, the 
The corn army needs to be out of the nursery by April. That's why I'm selling it, though. Yeah. Diapers aren't free. How about that? That's right. <laughs> well, that's great news, Casey. Yeah. And, and you're ready to share it with the world here, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was just kind of waiting till, uh, you know, we f- knew what it was and we told, you know, important family members first because, you know, be weird if I just shared that on a podcast before I told my parents. <laughs> yeah, and since your parents don't listen to the podcast, it might be a while before they found out. <laughs> or they'd find out from entirely the wrong people. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I have no idea if they listen to this or not. I kind of hope not. That'd be weird. They probably do. Um, yeah, so that's going on. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. Um the last time this happened, I had son, like, I really felt the need to get a lot of hobbying done in that kind of nine months, you know? Like, I I built everything that I owned, and I put paints of some sort on everything that I owned, and, like, completely burned myself out. This was before I started the, the channel. And then yeah. I basically quit again. I was just like, holy crap, like... I can't do this. Um, that's just too much stuff. But then, uh, like, I think it was a week before he was born. I hadn't painted in a couple weeks. And I was in the, the delivery room. We were just kind of waiting, you know? It's kind of a waiting game when that happens. And that... Did you say the week before he was born, you were in the delivery room? Oh. No, I was going to say the week week before... Yeah. No, the... Uh, <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> the night that we were in the delivery room, the night before that he was kind of waiting, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, as you do in a <laughs> hospital for about a week or so. Um, I bought, I bought like, uh, that's when I bought the hundred or so goblins off of eBay. Ah, uh, la- memories. Launched it all back in, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> this time, this time we got Tal and a corn army. <laughs> <laughs> it's all downhill uh, I wish I knew more Tao names I could make uh, jokes about naming your daughter But uh, <laughs> uh, You know, uh, it's funny Because you like it's, probably... it's a girl, she's born 7 pounds, 1 ounce uh, Her name is uh, Captain Stormshield And uh, <laughs> uh, You know, it's funny the... Vowshera I don't know mm, Okay uh, the name that we do have picked out is just about as nerdy as that. So, I don't know. I'll pin you in the comments if you can guess what it is. Grogu. No, no. That's not it. All right. I'll try again. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. All right. Okay. I've got time. I've got four just months to paint this army and guess the name of your upcoming daughter. So, well, that's that's excellent news, Casey. Well, thank you. But we're... Yeah. We're starting to get comments that this isn't a baby podcast, though, so uh, let's move <laughs> well, it along you know here, what? buddy. That is too bad. <laughs> like, if your cat's butthole could be on our podcast, I could talk about my unborn child. <laughs> it's a good variety show, you know? Exactly. Why don't we get into our main topic for the day, and that is gift ideas, different types of things that 
you know, we think might be useful for people. Or, you know, if you have, uh, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, friend, whoever, parents that uh, you want to share this podcast with, maybe tell them to skip to this timestamp part. This is where the meat is. Hopefully. So what kind of gift ideas for uh, a wargamer, Brent? What kind of things? Okay, so this is this is either wargaming or painting. Mm-hmm. So we, we've got categories and subcategories here, but you got to decide, yeah. are you given a model? Are you given paints? Are you given tools? And they all have uh, pros and cons here. Mm-hmm. So do you want to, maybe let's talk about models first. Because I think models are kind of highest risk and highest reward, maybe, in terms of how appreciated they are, the the (laughs) breadth of smile that you get on the on the gifties face. That is true. That is true. Um, Obviously, uh, the first thing that stands out with a model is, does that model fit into that person's army? Because that's that's going to be probably the biggest smiles. For most people. You think so? I was... Okay, I'm going to let you continue with that, but I'm actually thinking that picking something of, you know, if they are a Warhammer person or, or whatever, mm-hmm. picking something of their faction, I think it's kind of risky, but continue, continue. Okay, I okay, I can see I can see how that might be a thing. Like, if you... Yeah, yeah, if you can only play one of that model and someone buys you the same one of... And yeah, that would probably be a feel bad type of thing. Um, but I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe because we've been in the hobby for a while, seeing a one of model that we already have is more like opportunity, you know, than a disappointment that that could be. So, Hey, if that happens to you, think of it as an opportunity. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I've already got two uh chaos lords on Cargadrax here right and you know if i got a third one i'd figure out something to do with it but it might yeah. be you know a little bit better if i got uh a chaos war shrine you know carried by those two ogres mm-hmm. you know maybe that's maybe that's a little bit better and somebody who's a bit removed from the hobby um either you know <laughs> The example of the significant other or parents or, or whatever they're not gonna know what a carcadrack is i barely know what a carcadrack is <laughs> yeah that's true and so a lot of this stuff is so esoteric for somebody who's not really deep into your specific codex and your specific collection right that you know they you know if, if we're doing warhammer you know go into a warhammer store they you might be able to at least get like this is the section uh, they said something about drew kari uh, okay like here's the <laughs> here's the five boxes you have to choose from and you've got yeah, a picture on the, the box and you've got please. a price point <laughs> and other than that it's almost yeah. a shot in the dark whether whether or not you know the gifty needs that um unless the gifty has been so specific that they're they're telling you I want the Chaos War Shrine. And <laughs> at that point, what's what's the fun left in giving a gift? I mean, that's I true mean, enough, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're gonna be smiling, but if they're if they're expecting a Chaos War Shrine, like 
then it's just risk yeah. that you'll somehow screw that up anyway. You know? <laughs> Why'd you buy me the pewter one, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it's a little tough. I mean, because we are so specific and the naming conventions of anything tabletop gaming related is just so stupid yeah. like no one is gonna get that you know they're gonna go in and say well what's what's billy gonna like mr store person ah yeah. he'll like cabalite warriors okay cool hope he has you know room for these extra 20 of them you know right this Billy would love some Cabalite Warriors. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> this Billy has a lot of Cabalite Warriors already. That's but... my point, though. Like, <laughs> generally, that's the thing that you have too much of already. <laughs> like, they're the cheapest never, thing. Never have and, too know. many Dark Eldar Warriors. Um, I mean... But yeah, with like with the example of Chaos, you know, uh, Judy walks into Games Workshop and says, Billy, Billy likes the Chaos. Mm-hmm. And then... Well, even even if she gets you know the question right, is it future? Is it dark future chaos or is it medieval <laughs> chaos? Right, is it m- medieval magic chaos or future robot chaos? Even if That's Judy is able question. to get that question right, right, <sighs> slaves to darkness. Uh, disciples of Zinch. You got your corn. You got your other corn. You got your I mean, even even if uh, you know Judy there knows need a need mm-hmm. a chaos lord, there's a lot of answers to that question, and right. some of them, they're all cool models. I think they're all cool models. I don't know. Some of them might not be. I think there's a lot of cool models in there, but some of them are wrong. Yeah. My suggestion is, if in fact you are the person going out to buy this gift. And for some reason, you are listening to this podcast at at the request of someone else. Just ask them what color it is, because if it's red, it means something. If it's silver, it means something. If it's green, or if it's bluish and pink, and I'm just saying, there there are simple ways to get this information across, oh, right? Oh man, I'm I'm <laughs> loving like uh, all the ways that could go wrong. I, know. I think that has like funnier wrong answers, but um, I think I think shopping for a painter is easier than shopping for a gamer. It is, yeah, yeah. Because uh, a a gamer like has their list and mm-hmm. they know where the holes in their list are, and you know it, there needs to be some really specific knowledge about. Yeah a lot of things to really nail that kind of kind of uh purchase absolutely um so in that in that case if if your person that you're that you're buying for really likes to play games and is intending to use these you know is hoping to use a gift from you in a game um you either gotta kind of ask them a little more specifics or you could just do the gift certificate route. Yeah, I mean, I've never yeah. been the gift uh, certificate isn't, isn't as much fun. It's yeah. uh, no no risk, no reward. You know, it's that's just mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you taking care of a Christmas obligation. I mean, they'll they'll certainly get the use out of it, but mm-hmm. it's uh, 
it's not as fun as is making a choice and committing to that choice right, and rolling the dice and see how it goes. <laughs> like, yeah. I got you hex rates, Billy. Those are dead chaotic <laughs> <do>. things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how'd I do? <laughs> Uh, yeah i wanted a mortis engine mom mm. yeah i got this one because it looks like a pyramid <laughs> <laughs> right it looks ghostly it's green it's glowing <laughs> yeah shopping for a painter is definitely a completely different type of experience and i think because like Paint is a finite amount of, you know, it's a resource, right? Like, eventually, I'm going to run out of that paint. So if I get a paint that I've already gotten, I don't feel bad about that. You know, it's it's True. more paint for the pile. Um, yeah. New brands of paint, new different... Now, okay. I've had bad experiences with this. <laughs> and we can get into that, I suppose, after. But... Um, why don't you give me some of your reasons why like buying for a painter is definitely easier. So even within like if you're going to give a mini, there are so many great minis to paint. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you know they like uh you know, if you're given that that uh, prompt of chaos, you know, you can go out and get creature caster or some giant you know, <laughs> A demon from beyond you you can get so many really awesome and kind of like rare things mm -hmm. and i think part of giving a gift is that you want it to be a little bit unexpected something that they they would not have purchased for themselves something that they didn't know they want but as soon as they see it they are excited about it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um We'll, we'll hopefully be able to get some use and enjoyment out of it. And uh, so right now in the, the Goobertown Discord, uh, one of the mods put together a really great Secret Santa exchange. And we're recording this episode early morning of December 1st, but we've already seen a lot of the exchanges happen already. Very good organization and, and incredible work. Um and uh Mifwin, congratulations on the engagement. That's that's really great. Even more exciting than uh you know Casey's upcoming daughter, honestly. Uh <laughs> um, harsh. But no but no, scrolling through uh this this incredible list of like gifts that painters and gamers have given to each other, and there are some gifts of like specialty paints and, and tools and stuff like that. But some of the most awesome stuff is the just completely off the wall. Where did you even find this mini? I've never even heard of this company before, but wow, this is like a pretty big, really detailed uh, goblin bust, or like this is a adventuring cat mini, or this mm -hmm. is wow that that dog is especially jacked, but in like kind of a cool way. Where did you, where did you find this? This is awesome. Um, and so because painters can find use and enjoyment in i think a much wider range of minis doesn't mm -hmm. have to be from your particular army your faction your game whatever uh doesn't have to be the same scale or doesn't have to be a particular material 
as long as it's cool and gets you excited and gets you to to spend some happy hours at the painting table yeah you've won you know something even even if it doesn't get on their painting table immediately if it is an uh unique and interesting addition to the the pile of opportunity that's still a win you know that's uh the day will come when that crazy looking tiger monk is the perfect you know just mm, exactly perfect thing i think that uh from now on we should definitely call our pile of shame a pile of opportunity that's very paint bravely it's a very very (laughs) pb thing to say you know what i mean very pb thing to say yeah yeah Yeah. so i like that pile of opportunity i mean that's what it is though every single time you go through it it's opportunity to find something or to rediscover something and uh yeah you're right like buying a model for someone who predominantly paints it's a lot easier because like for me personally every model is good i don't don't care if i have 10 of them i will Find a way to use it and paint it or do something with it. It's an opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. And with with minis, there are so many companies out there. And, you know, even you and I, Casey, like are familiar with like 10 or 20 of them. But there are <laughs> right? hundreds of yeah. mini companies out there. Yeah. And there's so much cool stuff and it is easily possible to get something unexpected but worthwhile and quality. Um, and so for giving a mini, you know, in some ways I think it's almost safer to not even try to get the right thing from Games Workshop. Yeah. And there are, there are great things you can get in Games Workshop, whether you get their specific faction or go outside their faction, but... Um, I don't know. It, it, as a strategic choice, I really respect the just going for for an oddball display bust, you know, something, uh, something yeah. out there. So, so let me turn the tables. I guess if you know, obviously, the audience, the people that that we interact with, that listen to this podcast are miniature painters and game players, right? So maybe a good question to answer would be, how do you ask someone else? You know, when they say, hey, what can I get you for the holidays? Like, How do you explain that to them? Where it's not necessarily like, well, I want this something very specific or a gift card so I can go get that. You know, in the realm of, of miniature painting, I suppose. You know, how do you ask for that? Any other year, I think I would recommend that they go to, you know, the hobby store and right. um, say, you know, I'm I'm shopping for my, my goober and uh, they like to paint and <laughs> I don't know, what do you, what do you got in this pl- uh, price range? Be like, um, right, we got custom magic cards that somebody painted. You want that? <laughs> Any anyone who can, well, it depends how distant the the aunt is. But if the aunt is yeah. getting you a present, they probably know that you're painting figurines. Like, oh, I know, 
I, I, I'm more, I'm more raggy on the hobby shops, at least in my area. There's like uh, one or I think two now that do miniatures. And like, I've legitimately uh, walked into a hobby shop that like popped up I'm like sweet new hobby shop in the area. I'm going to go check it out. And I go in there's like, Oh, we only play trading card games here. Like no joke. Uh, and I'm like, cool. Thanks. And I literally just walked out. It's like, all right, you're kidding. Right? Like, don't treat me like an idiot. Like I, I came into the store. I usually buy something from a store. Like if I'm just there. Yeah. yeah when I, when I accidentally wander into one of those stores, I, I walk around and I find something like, Oh, cards against humanity. Like I, I need that in my collection. Like, we'll yeah, sure. Sure. I feel like yeah. you should buy something, but every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So my method involved there being a store that sells miniatures near your aunt judy well yeah that makes it a little harder if there isn't just just throwing it but out there are but there are a lot of good possibilities if you do that mm -hmm. so uh something i don't want to forget to mention but within games workshop i really like the underworlds line mm-hmm the you know 30 or 35 dollar little boxes that have like five yeah. nice unique really well sculpted fi figures that are great for painting and like you know the underworld's lines there have been or like maybe 20 war bands out maybe something like that quite a few and yeah. Almost all of them have had at least one model where if I had the time I would love to paint it Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of depending on uh, how valued a, a friend or family member you are, like the the 30 USD range is is a reasonable you know, price point for yeah. a gift. Like, yeah, yeah, it feels that feels decent for like a you know, like a nephew or something. Again, it depends how valued you are, but it's a <laughs> a package that has a variety of different things to paint it. Maybe, you know, it could be argued that it is a useful game purchase mm -hmm. because there may come the opportunity to play Underworlds. And it's if they true. are just just a painter, there's probably a pretty good chance that there's a nice mini in there to have several fun hours with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are those are sweet boxes. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to get several of them for quite a while. <laughs> right yeah i actually just bought uh i think it's garrick's reavers the corn one uh, uh -huh. like not too long ago and it came in a nice squishy foam like a battle foam somebody had made so oh you bought on ebay of course yeah yeah of course i did come on now <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the cards are sleeved and everything yeah so in in terms of buying minis as a gift I think something like that is a really good option. Like mm -hmm. high quality individual sculpts, a little bit of variety in there. And again, the nice thing with Underworlds is that there is the argument that they would actually be used in a game someday. It is a mm -hmm. complete force. You cannot get more complete than a complete war band that has all the cards in it for it. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing that doesn't necessitate any other purchases if as long as one of their friends owns the core set of underworlds mm -hmm. 
and and if not they're not going to be playing anyway so <laughs> yeah that's true but hey they're nice models and i mean technically yeah. i think all of those uh war bands uh and this goes for Warcry too are all uh usable in age of sigmar that's true so regardless like they're useful or something yeah i think if you're looking for a specific recommendation for me that is going to be my recommendation is uh in in like the warhammer universe is one of those underworlds war bands yeah i I definitely second you on that for sure there's like a high percentage chance of of not being a complete whiff i think that's a, a pretty good choice yeah. It is at a price point where it's uh, it's a nice gift, but you're you're also not breaking the bank if it doesn't quite work out. So, right, yeah, and and like I said earlier, like any any model, even if it's a duplicate, is a good model. Like you put it on that pile of opportunity, you'll find something to yeah. do with it. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm getting ready to shift into talking about tools and supplies and paints here. But do you got any other recommendations <clears> on the <throat> on the model front there, Casey? I or think... do you have any ideas of how to successfully communicate to your aunt uh, how to shop for you? Uh, the most successful way I've found over the years is that, well, okay, our little story time, go back. So when I was in, I'm going way back now, when I was in seventh grade, right, uh, I heard this announcement over the intercom. They were hiring for this school-funded grant program whatever it was, uh, to learn how to do specific things and you would make money. You'd make $7 an hour. Whopping $7 an hour. When I was, you know, 13, that's pretty, that's pretty sweet, right? So I ended up taking this test going in. Um, I ended up taking, in seventh grade, it was like this uh, specialty high school, like a charter high school uh, computer class. Um. But the whole point of it was to learn HTML. So we learned HTML, like pretty basic stuff, but how to build websites. So I eventually started to build my Christmas list every year into a website. And then I would host it for free on some free place, you know, back in the day. And then I would send the link to everyone in my family. So I used to literally put everything up, basically like an Amazon wish list. You made a wedding registry every year for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Worked okay, real okay. good though. Um, really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like an did Amazon get, wish list. Uh, did you ever get three copies of a uh, Chaos Lord on Karkadrak from three different relatives or No, that never happened. I wow. can't say that it did. That's a good system. Yeah, like, it, it worked out pretty good, especially for being back in the day. Like, that was the the clever solution that I came up with. <laughs> um, But, yeah, like, uh, you know, today I just throw a billion things on Amazon, on, on an Amazon wish list, and I save that. So it's like, I'm never not going to be disappointed. I'm not going to be disappointed, but I'm pretty much always going to be surprised, because... I've got stuff on that wish list going back, you know, years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you just never know. As long as your wish list is 
substantial, then then you'll, then be, you'll surprised. be surprised. Yeah, but not yeah. disappointed. Um, as far as models oh, go, I'd, I'd throw in Warcry Warbands. They're they're around the same price, um, and they're all pretty awesome. Um, so so we, hold hold on, uh, back to back to models for just a second. Another okay. option is for you to paint something for somebody, and uh, so yeah. this is this is an option where you don't have to be giving for a hobbyist. You could be giving for a hobbyist, but you don't have to be. Right. Uh, look, last year, uh, for my little cousins, I, uh, I painted up a six pack of painted Brents. I 3d printed some Brents and I painted them different colors <laughs> and I gave, passed them off as a gift and of yourself. as a stupid gift. Uh, not everybody is able to uh, give a gift such as this, which is what makes it special, you know? <laughs> yes. And, and incredibly silly. But, yeah, uh, that, yeah. Enough, enough. but if you want to give a a Hummel, you know, a, a figurine instead of giving a a project, you know, if you want to give a completed figure that someone can use in their D and D game or can put on their shelf or next to their computer at work or whatever, that is also an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and being handmade. You know, hand painted or whatever. Uh, most people, you know, even if it's not the best paint job, like that impresses people. You know, as a gift. Yeah. Now, if you are in uh, like an RPG group or someone you're giving a gift for is in an RPG group, and you happen to know them well enough to know what their character is, that's a cool gift to to try to get. A figure that's kind of like their level four fighter and try to paint it up the way you see that character or you think maybe they see that character again that's right. that's one of the ones that requires you knowing the person a little bit more but uh, always keep in mind that as painters we have the ability to not just spend money but to put a little bit of of hand crafting effort into into our gifts if mm -hmm. if there's an obvious opportunity to do that um, yeah, yeah. Anybody can appreciate a little Christmas goblin ornament or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, my wife and I were just talking about that, taking the uh, last year's red gobbo and yeah. putting a hook through his head and calling it an ornament. Hey, yeah. that's an option. Actually, that's a like a pretty good option. I'm gonna put that on my list. <laughs> Because, yeah, because again, you, you take can, your little you can give that little to on there. anybody. Like That's you true. can give that to Aunt Judy, and mm -hmm. Aunt Judy won't quite know what all the guns and grenades are about, and she <laughs> won't know why he's green. But she understands it's a it's a little cartoon character in Christmas exactly. gear like that. Yeah, that transcends all boundaries. He's like the Grinch, but worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, who's this a little Grinch? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he's a little he's a little Grinch, isn't he cute? Yeah, he's cute. He look, oh and you painted the eyes. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> exactly. Casey and I are not the best gift givers, but we we've got ideas. Sort of. <laughs> so true though. All right. Yeah. I guess we've we've gotten this far into the podcast and we realize that we're both uh moderate uh gift givers. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe that unravels the, the entire idea before <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was it was my idea for this topic but i was assuming that uh you would you would come with something a little bit better than mm. grinch goblin christmas ornament but you know it's fine i mean it's fine. everyone's gonna look, give goblin like if, christmas ornaments now <laughs> if i gave you if i sent you in the mail a red gobbo christmas ornament you, you telling me you wouldn't be happy about that as a painter and mini oh, game I'd, I'd be very happy i'd be See? very happy See? okay we're doing fine okay all right so let's move on from minis here uh if if they like to paint almost any cool mini you get them they'll go into the pile and eventually the day will be right their moment will come and that will be the perfect thing so if you're mm -hmm. buying for a painter get them get them a sweet mini that they don't have yeah. And you can guarantee they don't have it by buying from a crazy company or whatever. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get into tools and supplies. All right. We're buying for someone who likes to paint. What do, what do we get? Tools and supplies is... Like, it's a weird thing. Every time I, I go to look for new tools and supplies... I'm always disappointed kind of coming out of that session, I guess. Like, nothing ever jumps out at me. You know, every so often something pops up, right? You get your, uh, your sanding sticks, right? Like the new, holy crap, kind of a thing. Like, I need this tool on my bench. But it feels few and far between, exactly. You're just holding it for good luck. <laughs> um, I mean, sanding sticks alone make a good Christmas present for any hobbyist who probably doesn't have sanding sticks. I mean, come on. Just don't buy the ones on Amazon. <laughs> I'm laughing over here, Casey. Hey. I know. Uh, yeah, give... A $2 pack of sanding twigs is a great addition to uh, almost any gift that you could be giving a hobbyist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in conjunction it's with... It's a nice little uh, stocking stuffer or... Yeah. 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 Um, I'd, I'd say if uh, if you look at the things that, again, they're, they're, they're uh, usable items, right? Like, they're, they go away. So, things like milliput. And green stuff are kind of tough to get hold of, and those are good tools to have. Uh, exacto blades, like whatever the common one is, was like a number eleven. Can't remember. Uh, even even still, like buying a new exacto with the right blades isn't terribly expensive. Always useful, right? Okay, I see why you put that on the list now. Yeah, in in the notes here, you have X-Acto blades. I'm like, what are you giving people a $2 knife for? But no, that actually makes a lot of sense because having a fresh blade alone is always a nice feeling. Yes. Okay, because it's one of those things that'll be always be useful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's never not going like to be useful. Um in particular, something that I actually get a lot of comments on, people asking about, are the, the small hand drills for, like, pinning models and stuff or drilling out gun mm -hmm. barrels. Um, yeah, Amazon, I think they're, uh, 
you know, whatever their recommended one is, Amazon Choice. It's like nine bucks or something. And it, it's a really good hand drill. Comes with a bunch of bits. Um, so it's inexpensive, but it's like invaluable. Something that I pick up almost every single time I, I go to do a, a new project. I like that. Yeah, it's a good one. Now I've got um, I've got something else here. I just happen to have this on my table. This is the Citadel Mold Line Scraper. What do you think mm -hmm. about this, Casey? Yay or nay? I mean, okay. Because this doesn't <laughs> go bad. This doesn't... You can't use this up. No. So I know that there you, are... You can lose specific, it. You could lose it. That's true. There are specific things about the Mold Line Scraper from Games Workshop that is pretty nice. I mean, it's basically just a machined edge, right? So you have to have enough surface space from point A to point B in order to get that piece of metal in and actually take off a mold line. If you're trying to get in even further, you need an X-Acto blade anyways. So yeah, kind of might as well just use the cheaper X-Acto knife. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that, that. That being said, though, I've wanted one of those things for a while just because I think it's a cool little thing. <laughs> I can't even remember why I have this. I think this might have been like I'm in a store and I don't know what else to buy, but I want right. to buy something before I leave yeah. as like a social nicety. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I Which don't know fine. something about it. It like, you know, I, I like a, a well-branded piece of product, you know? What about, uh, what about painting handles then? Mm. Do you have a I little mean, tirade in, in mind for this? <laughs> a tirade? Not so much. I like painting handles. The Unfortunately, the new Games Workshop painting handle is not that great. Like, it's dinky, and it's got that kind of like flute, like wine or champagne flute glass little stem on uh... there. And it makes it really hard to hold. Like the, the older ones were, were bulky, right? But they still fit in the palm of your hand. The new one, I honestly don't understand why they, they changed it. It's not like they fixed the problems of the old one, you know? Like the same problem with the top of it exists now. It's not any different. They just made it slightly cheaper because there's less plastic. But if you can find the old handles, those are great gifts. And you, you can almost never have too many, you know? That's a really good point. Yeah, the, the first generation painting handle, I find them fairly comfortable. And your point about you can never have enough, that's a really good point. Um, I always like those like uh, Facebook and Instagram posts where somebody's showing their project and it's clear they bought, you know, at least 10 of those things. Yeah. Right. And I make my own handles and there are occasions where I like to have a lot of them available. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so an extra painting handle is, is never a bad thing. Uh, yeah. I was for that new games workshop painting handle. I was trying to think if any other human contraption had a grip like that. And I didn't think of wine glasses, but you're right. That like, Humans, the thing that makes us different from all the other animals is that we can make and use tools. And mm -hmm. in all of human history, 
I don't think we've ever made a tool that had a handle that looks like the second generation Games Workshop yeah. painting handle, which yeah, kind of tells you that you... it might not be optimal. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but you're right. I think wine glasses is the, is the closest analogy, which I have no idea how to properly hold those things. I just kind of do a death grip on the stem and, and hope <laughs> yeah. I don't drop it. Wish that, I had a mug. That's basically but... how they, they, I mean, that's what it feels like for the new painting handles. Like you just kind of have to hold it on there and you're kind of just, okay. I mean, the, you can kind of get your palm up around the, the base of the mini, but then it's kind of like, okay. where's the stability? Yeah, I could just hold snifter, the base yeah. of the mini. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's I don't know. There's just something about it. It doesn't make any sense. Um, also because the wine glass is basically upside down, if you want to go with that analogy. Ooh. It, it's literally turned upside down. It's like you would be holding a wine glass the wrong way. So we don't okay. actually have any, you know, anything to compare that with, I suppose. So, yeah, I think on this topic, uh, a painting handle is actually a decent gift, especially if it looks like it might be comfortable to hold. And yeah. you don't have to be an expert in anything to look at a handle and know whether that fits into a person's hand correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll look at the new one, you'll see the old ones, and you'll... You'll know. Yeah. Okay. And I like that because you can never have too many. It might be a little mm -hmm. bit annoying if you have like three from different companies, all different designs. That might get a little bit yeah. weird, but yeah. it's always good to try them out and know what your favorite is. So that's yeah. a that's yeah. a decent that's a decent tool, I'd say. I mean I so certainly the... enjoy having them. Yeah. All right, so the actual recommendation that I have here is in the consumable bracket, but I think okay. like specialty paints, especially like small specialty paint sets, is oh, sure. always a pretty good choice. So in my mind, I have um, like one of the sets of shifters paints, the color shift mm -hmm. paints, if you can get a set of like six of those. Um, so the, the, the goal here is something that somebody maybe wouldn't try for themselves or wouldn't buy for themselves, but is kind of curious to try. Right, and yeah. maybe <clears throat> the situation would come where it's exactly the right thing. So, you know, one of these specialty sets of like different washes or different technical paints, or, you know, even, even if you just want to pick up like white contrast paint for them, which, or, you yeah. know, just, um, some oddball little thing. Uh, I actually remember a, a pretty cool gift I got from a family friend. Like my, this was when I was a wee one, but mother was out Christmas shopping and she was picking up like a box of orcs for me. And she happened to be out doing Christmas shopping with a family friend. And you know, the, this friend said, asked the store employee, okay, what's, what's like a color of paint that goes with these orc guys? And the store owner was like, um, you could get tin bits. And so just randomly from this family friend, I got, you know, a $3 little t can of tin bits, which is just al almost a specialty paint. It's a, <laughs> it's a metallic that nobody except orcs actually uses. Orcs and Skaven and Chaos, maybe. I don't know. But yeah. 
just a kind of a one-off weird little paint that actually yeah that's kind of cool yeah or or like a set of fluorescent paints or a set of mm -hmm. inks mm -hmm. or a set of washes and i think there's a fair number of those types of products that have like a a packaging of you know four or six or seven or eight you know uh, bottles in a single package and that's yeah. a, that's a pretty good price point to be uh, a decent gift um yeah and at the same time it's enough bottles to to try out the line and see if you could find uses for it um one of the uh one of my favorite gifts that i've actually ever gotten for christmas was a scale 75 flesh tone kit that had all the varieties you know all the highlights the shadows everything you would need to paint any kind of flesh tone that you want and it was i think 30 35 bucks you know and then there are seven or eight paints in there good deal and it is a set that I still use even right now. Like it's been a couple of years. Yeah, that's a really I cool example. Every time. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten about the the lines of paint that have the like kind of a color palette or or like yeah. one part of the color wheel. You know, if you want to mm -hmm. get all the purples from, and I'm blanking on what companies actually do this. Um, um, yeah, I know like Reaper know. sells their triads. Yeah, Reaper's got those. Scale seventy five. Yeah. Um. Man, I I almost want to say that's it, but no, Vallejo does too. They do too. I, I was actually just looking at some today. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, in that vein, uh, Vallejo has a couple of different really good metallic products. Oh yeah. So, uh, especially if you're airbrushing, like the metallic. Uh, game air model air stuff that's mm -hmm. what i use a lot when airbrushing that stuff is pretty good mm -hmm. um, but going deeper uh, vallejo has is it just called v vallejo metallics is that the uh so there's the uh, vallejo metal color and uh their liquid color line yeah, yeah. Uh, vallejo metal color comes in mostly silvers they have one gold one copper but you can kind of mix in different things to make that make a little more sense. Um, the literal best metallics to use every day. Um, yeah, you'll. I mean, I threw away all. I didn't throw them away, but you know, uh, all of the other metallics that I was using are now obsolete to me. It like it doesn't even matter. Vallejo metal color sure. is hands down the best. You just sold a lot of bottles of Vallejo Metal Color, didn't you? I, I hope so, because if they ever discontinue that stuff, like <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bad day for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the old, liquid uh, line. Old I Dave have not from used. Table Ready Gaming uh, got me a one bottle of Liquid Silver, and oh, okay. yeah, that stuff is that stuff is definitely fun. That was a gift that I was very excited about, and. Uh, very much enjoyed using again something that surprising something that i wouldn't have bought for myself but something mm -hmm. that is useful and, and made me happy so perfect gift right there yeah. um but yeah i think uh a lot of these little specialty paint sets that are outside the the core repertoire of of your gifty 
strong possibilities strong possibilities mm-hmm. um yeah or even or even just you know one of those sets that really nails a particular color range like who has good purples or teals like that's the something most of us are missing i think are pretty yeah. high, high, <clears throat> highly sought after types of colors um because yeah there's not that many Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, another option out there is one of those subscription boxes. So Asset okay. Drop mm-hmm. uh, is another one that will kind of do the job of putting in a few rando little bottles of paint from companies you might not have tried before. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know the exact uh, pricing structure or anything, or if you can. Uh, you probably don't mm. want to give a full year's subscription of anything as a gift. Uh, even even right. a magazine white like White Dwarf, a year of that is pretty expensive, right? It's like a hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse, but you yeah, know. hey, depends how good a friend or relative you are. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never bitten the bullet on a White Dwarf. Like I've always wanted to, but. It's like, I'll kind of wait for spoilers, and if there's some set of rules or something in there, then I'll go pick up the copy, but, yeah. It's one of those weird things. Well, it, that's uh, that's an option. I hadn't thought about that before. Uh, a there's copy? A copy, yeah. Buying yeah. a copy, buying the most recent copy of White Dwarf, especially if it has, uh, you know, like a big seraphon on the front of it or something. Like, yeah, it's there you go. Call. Yeah, I like that. That's not, you know, again, depends how much you like the person, if one issue of a magazine is an appropriate gift or not, but certainly bundle that with, uh, you know, you get a few metal colors in there. There you go. That's a, wrap that up. Maybe throw a painted Goblin Santa in there, and that's starting to be a nice gift. Yeah. I, I, I would not be sad about any of those things. No, you would not. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's uh, those the like random boxes. You got your <laughs> asset drop. You got your warp fire minis. Um, mm-hmm. along that same line, you know, Games Workshop does sell the random Space Marine heroes. If you want mm-hmm. the experience of getting like a random thing, that's not that's not yeah. a bad stuffing st- st- stuffing stalker stocking stuffer. Um, stuffing stuffer. Gotcha. Good. Nailed it. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Look, every one of those Space Marine heroes that I've ever opened has just been a regular trooper named Caster, but uh, <laughs> I'm told that some of them have good models in there and oh, no. roll those dice. You know? Have you really done that? Is that like you've gotten a couple and they're the same model? I hope that's yeah, not I true. think I've. I think I have a total of four of them, and I think only two of them are the same. Oh, but such a bummer. But, well, I mean, that's that's what it's got to be. There's just only, like, what, 10 or 12 different sculpts, and they need to have uh, yeah. a couple of them actually be rare. And so that means it's that's... mostly you're getting the guy with the bolter. Yeah. Right. Still a bummer. But. I mean, you're only getting, like, one of them in a stock. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you don't put, you know, three of the same Space Marine hero in the stocking, then you're good. 
Yeah. Oh, so there you go. You only happen. buy, you only put one Space Marine hero package in each stocking, and you're not going to have a problem. It's a good call. Definitely. Unless they're siblings, and like one of them opens Caster with the bolt gun, and one of them opens uh, Lord Captain Ticonderoga, and then, then you've got a problem. But... Yeah, you do. <laughs> Look, and and it, if there is a sibling situation, the worst gift you can give is anything with a whippy stick. Uh, that, I mean, that's that true. is why whippy sticks are removed because too many little brothers uh, were whipping their larger brothers and then were thoroughly retaliated against. Oh, I'm uh, sure. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter if they're red or blue, they leave nasty red marks. That's a very good point. Uh, that's the I gift that keeps on giving right there. I still don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, if your uh, kids aren't civilized enough to play miniature war games, they can at least beat each other with these nasty red whippy sticks. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I mean, that's, that is probably the worst, worst thing you could put in those boxes. Because you could Merry really Christmas. get those things going. Yeah. In the, in the Warcry yeah. box, they were clear plastic 10 inches. But they weren't whippy. Yeah, it's the extra 8 inches that really get that uh, that arc going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What else we got here, Brent? So, so, well, I'm, I'm somewhat serious about the Space Marine heroes there. That's Those are kind of always at the point of sale, you know? Sure. They got, they got those up by the cash register when you've... When you got your actual gift picked out, yeah, sure, throw one of those on top. Roll yeah. the dice. I mean, hey, if you're if somebody's you're in there gotta to get like... Lord Captain Ticonderoga. Somebody does. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not your little brother. <laughs> Let's just beat him with a whippy stick until he trades. <laughs> until he with trades. You. <laughs> the bolter is better. <laughs> uh... Yeah. Um, let's see here. I kind of wrote, I wrote a bunch of stuff down, like stuff that is easy to give as gifts might not be the best thing to give, but it's nice. Uh, that new space Marine toy, the McFarlane one, those are 20 bucks. Oh, like they're not that expensive and they're sweet. Yeah, There you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know anybody who's into Warhammer who wouldn't be like, yeah, sure. I'll throw that up somewhere and have a sweet Space Marine, nine inches tall. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, not everybody's into bobbleheads, but I think there's bobblehead Space Marines. Funko Pops, whatever yeah. they're called. The Funko, yeah, uh, Funko Pops. I got, I got a handful of those. Yeah. I don't I don't understand that world, but some people, uh, yeah, some people I, do. Yeah, I got friends who are, like, they're crazy about those. Of course, Funko if Pop. you're... If you're a Funko Pop person and you get a second Funko Pop uh, Space Marine, I don't know how those stack up. Well, I guess you can repaint I mean, them. Yeah, obviously. Do some custom you jobs. Re repaint them, right? Yeah. That's it's easy, at least for the Warhammer Funko Pops. Um, I've seen some awesome repaints of the action figures, too. Like, really oh, yeah. good ones. Yeah. Really good ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a possibility. Um, small terrain bits. These are one of my favorite. I think that's things a good one. Get. Yeah, because that's a really good one. Like static grass, or 
you know, get some little foliage or little flowers or little trees, you know, even, Mm. even a jar of sand. Like that gets me every time. Like I, I like getting those things. I know that people like getting them, you know, because you never know when you're going to need something like that. And I, I think out of everything that we've said, it's the stuff that ends up going away, right? The little items that just disappear over time that are the really good gifts. Cause you can never have enough of whatever is going to disappear. Yeah. I, I really like the idea of little terrain bits. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could do the, the fancy like special resin cast, uh, bullet casings or whatever, but just the, the tufts of grass, especially yeah. like different colors of tufts of flowers, yeah, like um, random those... colors too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think those are are really good gifts, uh, especially if they're kind of a little bit off of the the main product line that's sold in every store. You know, mm-hmm. um, like most stores will have the you know, six different tufts from Army Painter or something like that, and yeah. um, I mean most people are going to use all six of those types eventually, but you could, mm-hmm. you know, do one up by getting a, a brand that's not sold in every store. Or, you know, again, the, not the white, yellow, or red flowers, but like the blue flowers, you know? Exactly. Yeah, just the funky yeah. colors. Because they make you stretch, you know? You got to think about it when you're using them. But you, you might not use them all the time, but, you know, that opportunity, again, is going to present itself. And you're going to go, holy crap, I have a bunch of those flowers and now I can use them and you're going to be so happy that you did. Yeah. I think that's a winner, Casey. I like it. Look, this episode is going to drop on what the, uh, the seventh of December and you know, there's still time to shop quickly for, uh, 2020. Or you can revisit this again in 2021. Keep it in the back of your mind. Maybe you buy yourself some some little tiny flowers. Yeah. I mean, that's inevitable anyways. Like, I wait till after Christmas and then go, okay, I'm going to grab that and that. Like, I do enjoy getting a gift card to a local shop. Like, I do. Because it's best. The best gift is always expired Halloween candy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we are introducing a new little segment here. Mm-hmm, kind of we've, mm-hmm. we've been thinking about, you know, what else we like to talk about, where to get conversation starters from, and yeah. comments is always a good one. But this segment is comments where the people were not intending to be featured on Paint Bravely, the podcast. <laughs> These are comments that we're mining from, um, you know, any of our kind of three YouTube channels that we have going between us here. Mm-hmm. Um, for Count Goobertown Cats, yeah. I haven't yeah. been checking the comments over on Goobertown Cats recently, but technically That's a, a possibility. Point. Yeah. So here is a comment that was left on the Goobertown Hobbies channel, and it says it's from uh, I Stormhammer. Guess we're doing and that. It says, "Take a shot every time Brent says paint bravely." In an Drink episode of that. Goobertown Hobbies. <laughs> 
I think he said it like six or seven times. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning to do uh, cross promotion right. uh, on my Goobertown Hobbies YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Um, but it's easier to fit paint bravely uh, into sentences than it is to fit Goobertown yeah. Hobbies into sentences. Right. Uh, so I've, I've been kind of pulling this, uh, you know, well, we're working on the eyes here, and I know it can be really nerve-wracking to go in and paint those eyes, but sometimes you just got to paint bravely. Yeah. Paint Bravely is the name of a podcast that Casey and I host <laughs> like every nice other Monday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone else enjoys it, but I do, and it might help this stupid podcast. So I mean, that's the thing. Now. Look, like it, it's doing enough, right? And whatever, I storm hammer. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he meant that in a bad way. Oh no, he didn't. No, or or she. The yeah, picture I, I is of what kind a... of an angry cat. I don't know. I don't know if that's a indifferent cat. Well, it's got it's a shifty looking cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. So who knows? Look, so uh, we don't encourage drinking games here. Uh, if you get really drunk because of this, don't blame me. Blame I storm hammer. Um, right. I don't know if they can be legally responsible for anything stupid you do but yeah they could be talking about that cat looks though. shifty you can't trust it okay yeah okay okay so that was that was a quick little one just uh just a warm-up we are in this segment we're pulling comments from anywhere and they can be on any topic and part of why we wanted to do this is casey and i between ourselves we talk about especially like negative comments we talk to each other about and sometimes our conversations are pretty fun Um, yeah that's true some sometimes it's just venting um you know on on both of our channels we get all kinds of off the wall comments that are just funny to talk about funny to share uh sometimes we get like weird hateful george floyd deserved to die comments which I mean, that's not yeah. what today is about, but like sometimes, uh, you know, venting helps. No, uh, I, I should throw up a, a quick disclaimer, though. Now, a lot of people who do comments from their YouTube channel in either video form or podcast form, whatever, end up encouraging comments that could possibly end up on that segment, right? So a lot of us are usually uh, discouraged from doing something like this. Uh, that being said, both Brent and I have literally no problem banning someone from our YouTube channels whenever they have some shifty crap comment. So even if you're trying to be funny, right. don't give get yourself banned. Not that I think people who are listening to this podcast are going to go out of their way to do that, but I got to throw yeah. that disclaimer. Yeah. If we start getting like a lot of racist, uh, angry comments <laughs> from Pete Mopsicle, uh, it, and if <laughs> right. I ban it before I realize that it's our old friend, Pete Mopsicle. Exactly. Hey, like, we'll, we'll, Maybe that's yeah. why I haven't seen Pete Mopsicle in a while. Maybe <laughs> I did ban him. <laughs> no, no, he's around. He's around. Around. Okay. Um, Changed his. <laughs> but but yeah. anyway, the the idea here is we're just drawing from random comments, and even if you try really hard to get featured in some stupid way, very low chance. The chances are much higher that you'll end up getting yourself banned. But pretty much. Uh, yeah. Here's. Here's the the comment that I chose as like an actual conversation piece this week. Yes. So this is on the video that I did painting up the Jazzy Strikers, the the minis that Jazza put into his art box. Mm-hmm. Kind of 
they're they're from Puppets War. I realized that all of the minis actually are pretty much exactly from Puppets War, except for the Jazza head. But they're 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 Space Marine knockoffs. You know, another one of those. But they look cool. Yeah. The resin. Um, and anyway, the that video I was painting up those minis with just the colors that I had in that art box, and the minis themselves ended up being yellow with some red accents, and then on the bases, the bases end up ended up being black with fairly bright blue accents. So here is a comment. Uh, minis, yay! Bases, meh. Why did you put the worst possible color on them? Blue, the most contrasting color to red and yellow, stealing the attention from the model. Please check the color theory. Yeah. Now, when I first read this, my my initial uh, feelings were just a, just a hint of anger. I, I, don't, I don't know, uh, just the yeah, the wording of it. But it's a it's a really interesting point, though. And and if we uh, give it just a slight tweak, it's actually a really good conversation starter. So um, we'll uh, we'll flash up a picture of the minis that we're talking about here. But I think this is a really good question of. Should your bases be the same color as your minis? Should they be, you know, uh, on the warm side of the, you know, color scale or, or cool colors? Or should you? Yeah, Casey, do you have anything to say about these blue bases or any rules of thumb in general in terms of matching minis to a base color? Well, usually what I like to do is pick that kind of secondary color or something like that from the model or something neutral, right? So, like, in, in, okay. in this case, I can see where the uh, this guy's coming from, saying that, like, the blue is taking away from because it, mm -hmm. it's really bright blue, you know, next to the really bright yellow armor. So I get that. I think it looks cool, but if you had gone with red instead of blue it might have brought the red out in the model a little bit more interesting you know kind of tied that together um or alternatively doing something like you know a silver base with red powder like pigment powder on the bottom or brown pigment powder on the bottom like bring a little yeah. bit of that color and filter it um so i yeah i totally get where he's coming from obviously could have been said a little bit nicer <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it, it is a good topic of conversation though yeah yeah um yes yeah, sometimes the way i think about it is trying to pick contrasting colors between the mini and the base so that the mini stands out right but in this case uh probably what i should have done is is darkened down that blue or yeah. you know the set didn't have like a like a purple or anything but maybe if i had used like a I don't know, a darker blue or like a dark purple or something instead. Uh, maybe then the, the contrast would have made the, the mini itself pop more. I don't yeah. know. My, uh, my normal go-to on bases, gray always works. Black, black highlighted up with a dry brush of gray and white. Oh, that, that works with <laughs> anything. Right, that's, like uh, a neutral. That's what I'm saying, yeah. That's a mini painting crutch right there, but sometimes you got to paint bravely and try a different color <laughs> exactly. and see what happens. And in this case, yeah, I think the 
it doesn't quite work. Like I thought it would be cool to get, you know, blue and red and yellow all into the same package to try to get those three primaries, depending on your definition of primaries, <laughs> all in the same place. And it didn't, it didn't quite work. I think I, yeah. I think I do basically agree with a commenter. Right, right. Ex except for except for this is wrong check color theory i don't think color theory says that uh, something always works or something never works no There's it's, some good, it's just like some guidelines of, in there um, but, guidelines yeah. Yeah, yeah um i actually think that another thing that might be going on here is that the saturation level of that blue is a lot higher than the yellow mm. so it's like there's a vibrancy to that blue where the yellow is like sharp and defined and kind of white almost at its edges, you know? Well, uh, I highlighted them almost with white. Right. Yeah. So I think, it, I think it, because, uh, you know, when you highlight with white, it, it desaturates. And I think that might be also why. So like you were saying, if you had toned that blue down, like even if you just throw some null oil over the bases, you know, I, I bet you it would just look better on its own. Yeah. I don't think it's a color theory problem. Yeah, you could give a, a gift on color theory as a a gift as a book of an, a book as a gift on color theory. Hold on. Uh, color color theory book as gift to painter. Yeah. Something yeah. to think about there. Yeah. Well that that's that's the, the dude that, that wrote and illustrated Dinotopia, that that series of books has a book that is the one that's mostly recommended that I hear about. And I'm pretty sure it's called uh, Color and Light. Pretty sure. That sounds right. Yeah. I have it on my shelf somewhere. Right. That's, I've that's flipped the one through it. I haven't read I have not read it closely, but I flipped through it. It's a pretty book. Yeah. Yeah. I always like those, that Dinotopia. Uh, never read it, just looked at the pictures. <laughs> like, it's really good. Really good illustrations. <laughs> yeah. Mm hmm. So where would you take these these uh, like if you had these bright blue bases on, you know, under these yellow minis? Are you planning on doing anything or are you just like, hey, the project's over? I think the project's over. Uh, once I put out a video, unless I yeah, <laughs> unless I really have a good reason to do something else with them, they they sit as museum pieces and and little reminders of that silly video I did with Jazza that one time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was I was seriously considering you know giving them like a forest base or something, and so a lot of browns and greens in there. Um, yeah. Mostly that was because of what was in the art box, though. Um, oh, really? I, I think they would look good on, like, urban rubble, like a lot of, like, concrete slabs and stuff. Yeah? And yeah, use the, use the cork board of... Uh, you, you you know what I'm talking about. I saw All your recent cork. videos with the Terminators, yeah. Yeah. All the cork. I love cork. Oh, yeah. It, uh... <laughs> completely different topic but i thought it was hilarious when you cut a slot into your cork so <laughs> yeah. that you could glue down the slot of base right. uh, terminator yeah well it's like normally i cut them off right i just snip them off right and in this case i was like i might as well just try this out to see if it works it and actually like, kind of works, kinda works really well. yeah. <laughs> like i it still paid the foot yeah. but it was like okay well you know maybe i'll think about this in the future because like <laughs> that worked really well and it's definitely stuck in that cork like there's a lot more yeah. surface area that it's holding on to with the super glue. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we do need to have a full episode on basing at some point. Like, that's a really good topic for an episode. And fun, I know yeah. that we have been getting, like, actual good comments uh, on this mm -hmm. channel for, for topic ideas. And uh, we're planning. We got some good stuff coming up. This yeah. episode was gift-giving because of the time of year, but we got some good stuff coming up, to, in theory. Yeah. In two weeks, we'll have thought of something. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, if you would like to leave a comment, anything about this particular podcast, or if you want to leave some kind of suggestion for an upcoming episode, uh, we're on youtube.com slash podcast. So subscribe there and, you know, leave a comment. We are compiling comments right now. Always. Always. Yeah, always, really, yeah. All right. I, I enjoyed this episode. Um, happy holidays, everyone. We'll talk to you again before the holidays. But uh, That's true. We have, yeah, we take... have one more before the holidays. The holidays, yeah. All right. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Matt knows what to do. Every time. Every time. I don't have anything quippy to say, though. Matt knows what to do. <laughs>